Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today I welcome my very special guest, Deborah Stengel. After practicing law for over 20 years in Omaha, Nebraska, Deborah had a spiritual reawakening in Sedona in 1999. After moving to Sedona in 2001 and founding Sedona Soul Adventures in 2002, she developed the unique process of deeply transformational private retreats that are custom designed for individuals and couples not groups, utilizing over 50 of Sedona's master practitioners. Deborah is the author of the number one international bestseller, The Journey to Happy, How Embracing the Concept That Nothing is Wrong Can Transform Your Life. She also does lead group trips each year to Egypt and Machu Picchu. And I had the pleasure of also being on her show, her podcast, and I am just so delighted to welcome you today to the show, Deborah. Thank you, Angel. I'm so happy to see you again. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Well, I love your story because I actually had my spiritual awakening in 2001. So it's really interesting. We have a lot in common. You were in the law. I was in the real estate industry for 20 years in New Hampshire. So we have a lot in common. And I know that there are people who are listening to this show. We are now downloading in 82 countries around the world who may be in the last year or so, have been activated themselves, have had an awakening themselves. Because uh, certainly with the pandemic, it was a ripe opportunity for another wave of awakening. So I'd love to have you tell a little bit about your backstory, about having been in the professional realm and then having a spiritual awakening. And what, what was that like for you? And what were some of the things that you needed to do to allow yourself to let that happen? Well, I completely agree with you. And it's one of the things that we've been seeing in our retreats is that people are just saying, okay, they've had a wake up call. Life is too short. I am not going to put up with the life that I've been living. And same thing with couples. You know, if we can't really make this a a wonderful, joyous relationship, then I want to find somebody where I can do that. So it's been one of the really wonderful things that I think that's happened with the pandemic is the awakening. So my awakening came from total despair. I was just so completely unhappy with literally every part of my life. I hated my work. I was in an unhappy marriage. I 
weighed 40 pounds more than I weigh now when I first came to Sedona, my body, which I originally started off as a dancer. And so to have my body not be where I wanted it to be was really, really difficult. I was also in debt because of some business decisions that had been made by my now ex-husband, but that I was responsible for because we were married. And the worst part was, Angel, is that I already was on my spiritual path. I was doing a lot of reading and going to workshops and seminars and and even doing therapy, et cetera. And I knew in my head a lot of the spiritual principles that I'm now able to live by. But part of what was going on was I really didn't have a means or a way of implementing what I knew in my head from a spiritual standpoint. I wasn't able to really put it into my life. And so what was happening for five years, I was meditating and praying every day. And I would say, God, please tell me what to do. I'm so unhappy. Tell me what to do. And I would hear this little voice that would say, you need to leave your law practice. And I would just immediately throw that voice out. I wouldn't listen to it. I would say things like, you know, I'm $50,000 in debt. I have no money in savings. I'm the sole support for the family. How can I possibly leave my law practice? And that went on for five years. And then it finally got to the point where I was so unhappy. I was was working with an energy worker in Omaha and she was very wonderful, but we were never getting down to the core issues I see now. And so I came to Sedona for actually what I thought was going to be just three days of being quiet. I didn't intend to do any work. I was in debt. I really shouldn't have been taking that trip in the first place. And what happened, I I come and by a very strange set of circumstances, all orchestrated by the universe, of course, I end up staying at a very small retreat center in Oak Creek Canyon called Your Heart's Home. And I was just going to stay there and be quiet. And I started talking to the woman, Ranjita, who runs the retreat center. And she said to me, your law practice is taking the life force out of you. We did one session. And in that session, my high self came in as Isis, the winged Egyptian goddess. And she said to me in a vision, you either leave your law practice now or you're going to die like your mother did. And I was exactly the age my mother was when she got sick and died five years later from cancer. And I could see I was totally on that trajectory. I knew I was just like her, frustrated, unhappy. I felt stuck. I felt like I couldn't do anything. So I knew, all right, I have to do something. I went home and I spent two weeks with my lawyer brain trying to figure out how I was possibly going to leave my law practice when I was $50,000 in debt. And suddenly, about two weeks in, this thing happened where I went into this space of, I can just, all I can call it is of surrender. And I just said, God, I get it. I have to do this. I'm going to do it. I have no idea how I'm going to do it but I need some help. And within a few hours, I got a phone call from one of my clients whose case was finished. I do not know why he called me. Within 10 minutes, we finished the call and he suddenly told me that he had just started a new business refinancing mortgages. And I said, well, do you think that I could get my house refinanced? He called me back in 10 minutes and said, 
I can get your mortgage payment cut in half and I can get you $50,000 in cash. Now, here was this burden I'd carried around for five years of that debt, which was the big reason why I was telling myself I couldn't do anything. Mm. And literally within hours of asking for that help, this huge burden was lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, okay, here's the sign. So I spent six months closing my practice. I went out to Sedona for a month and I did one or two healing sessions, both with Ranjita and some other people that I found. I then did that for the next three years. I went out to Sedona for like a month at a time. And I would do one or two healing sessions with the amazing people that I was finding here. And it completely changed my life. And the joke at the office is that everybody else does their soul adventure in three or four days. Mine took three years, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's what it, it took. It is what it is. Deborah. It is, it what, is it what it is. is. All right. Well, I want to, I just want to underscore a few of the things that you said there, because there's a little bit of a map in this journey that I want our listeners to hear this little map. So the first piece of the map that I heard was that you understood some stuff in your head, but you couldn't get it to fully embody. It was almost like you were you are spiritually in up to your chin, right? Exactly. Like your spirit exactly. body was was like the feet of your spirit body ended at your chin, right? And so your physical body was did not have what you mm-hmm. understood intellectually but could not bring in in an embodiment until things shifted. Right. So the second thing that I heard was that you took the trip that you quote unquote shouldn't have. Now, the trip that you, quote unquote, shouldn't have, you took because you actually should have, right? At some (laughs) deep spiritual intuitive level, you knew you had to take that trip regardless of what the intellect or the logical mind said based upon the circumstances you were in at the time. So that's the second thing. So, so ladies, if you're feeling like you, like you've got to do something that seems completely illogical, you know, listen to Deborah's story here. The third thing that I heard was ultimately you stopped trying to figure it all out yourself and you surrendered, even though you kept hearing, get rid of the law practice, get rid of the law practice, get rid of the law practice again and again and again. And thankfully in your case, you got the whisper multiple times and didn't have to get a two by four. (laughs) <laughs> which some people have that happen, right? Some people get the whisper, oh, yeah. then they get the knock, and then they get the two by four. In your case, you just kept getting the whisper. But what happened, what I heard in this surrender piece was you surrendered, but then you decided. You decided to surrender, number one. Mm-hmm. You decided mm-hmm. to ask for help, number two. And you decided to say yes, finally, to what you were getting for messages. And then the final thing that I heard was as soon as you surrendered, made those decisions, and in particular asked for help, which was part of that decision, the surrender decision, ask for help process, was you immediately had a response from the universe that was, quote, the sign. So I just love that your journey had these like really potent 
points in them that I just want everyone to hear because if you are anywhere in this journey, you can line up with Deborah's map. All right. So my next question for you, Deborah, and we've got a couple minutes before the break. My next question for you is at what point did you end deciding to start Sedona Soul Adventures? Because, you know, you could have just gone through this healing process, sold your or, you know, closed or sold your law practice. I'm not sure how that happened. But you took it to the next level and decided to create something else. So can you talk a little bit about that process as well? Sure. And that was another issue because in Nebraska, you can't sell a law practice. It's considered a violation, yes, of confidentiality. So all after 20 years of work, all that I had to sell was some computers and office furniture. <laughs> and so anyway, what happened was I spent three years coming to Sedona doing my own personal healing work two weeks before 9-11. I was here in Sedona and my high self appeared as Isis again. It's, she's only appeared now twice. Mm -hmm. That was the second time. And she said, it's time to move to Sedona. And I'm like, for what? And my experience is after all these years, they never show you the whole thing. They, this time I really felt like I knew that I had to listen to what I was being told. So I went home. They said it would take six months to sell my house. I sold it in three days for 30000 more than I even listed it for. And I came to Sedona and I sat here for six months going, okay, I did what you tell me to do. <laughs> now what? And then I started having dreams about this. And I saw how it was working one-on-one -on -one with these incredible practitioners who are drawn here from all over the world. Me working one-on-one -on -one with them where they're so masterful at taking you from where you are to where you want to be. And I saw, oh my goodness, I could put together in a short period of time what took me three years. And that's how Sedona Soul Adventures started. And I started with 10 practitioners who were people that I'd been working with for 10 years. I mean, for three years. And uh, we now have over 55 practitioners and it's just become this amazing, incredible thing. Fantastic. Well, we are already at the break. And so Wickedly smart women, we could use your help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation. Thank you, Deborah. We uh, acknowledge and appreciate the donation that you made. Uh, you can do that at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also love to ask you to share the show with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. We are celebrating that we just aired our 100th episode. So by the time this episode goes out, it will be well past the 100th episode, but we are celebrating that we ha uh, made it to our 100th episode. And the night before uh, we aired the 100th episode, discovered that we won our second awards. We won the Award of Distinction for Audio and Podcasts in the 27th Annual Communicator Awards. So we're really happy and celebrating that. We do want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing, we are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I do want to shout out this week to our listeners in Sedona, as well as to our listeners in Peru and our listeners in Egypt. Both of uh, those places are where Deborah leads group trips. And we will be right back with Deborah Stangle.
The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Deborah. You can find out more about her and her business and how she helps uh, individuals and couples at SedonaSoulAdventures.com. So go ahead and go to that site to find out more. We will have that link for you in the show notes. Deborah, I'd love to hear from you. Like, okay, so you've gathered together all these amazing practitioners. Tell me more about Sedona Soul Adventures and also tell me about your journey as an owner of a business, because you've now owned two businesses. And oftentimes, you know, I know I have many lawyer friends. I know when I was in the real estate business, you get your license for whatever it is, and you don't get any education on how to actually run a business and, and make a profit. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about that as well. But first, let's talk about exactly how you serve people with Sedona Soul Adventures. And then let's dive in a little bit to the business side of things. Well, it's very wonderful because the work that we do, no one else is doing what we do. We do custom designed retreats for individuals and couples. And so what that means is we spend a whole lot of time talking to people before they either come to Sedona or we also do the retreats online. And we discovered during the pandemic that our retreats are just as transformational doing them that way. But we spend a whole lot of time talking to people to really get an idea of what's going on, what's happening, what do you want to have happen. And what we're really doing is uncovering what I believe is that everyone, pretty much everyone that I have ever met, has blocks and wounds and trauma and what I kind of generically call gunk (laughs) that's in there that is the result of a lot of different things, things that happen to us as we're growing up, even things that happen to us that were in the womb, even things from, from past lives, if you believe in that, all of these different things that are keeping us out of connection from that highest part of ourselves. And usually they are things that happen to us in in our childhood. There are things that have created wounds for us and some sort of trauma. And it can be a trauma that isn't as big as a plane crash, but it's the kind of trauma that that hurts you and it kills your soul and it 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 does it damages your heart. And, And most people do not even know that this is going on and that they are reacting to this in their life. And so what we see is that if you look at your life, if there's things that aren't working in your life, that means you've got some sort of an emotional wound 
a core wound, a block, an energetic block, something is going on that's causing that. And especially with couples, what we see is that usually all the time, it's never what they think is the problem. It's their own unhealed issues that are coming up for healing over and over and over again. And so what we're doing is uncovering all of that, finding those, and all of our practitioners are just absolute masters at finding these wounds, releasing them, bringing then people back into connection on all the levels, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So people come here unhappy, depressed, not knowing their life purpose, feeling like they should be doing something in their life, not knowing what it is. And they leave happy, blissed out, totally connected to that highest part of themselves, knowing their life purpose and ready to live it. Couples come to us very often on the verge of divorce and we turn it all around. We move out the gunks that are interfering with what's going on in their relationship. And they're back in love, not only with themselves, but with each other. And then just, you know, the sizzle that comes from that. So it's very, very wonderful. The retreats are, are have a beginning, a middle, and an, and an end. And so they are truly transformational. And even after 19 years, I'm still amazed at what happens. Beautiful. So let's talk about your business journey. You know, when you first started to set yourself up in business in this completely new business, you know, what were some of the things that you needed to do besides your own self-healing? Obviously, you needed to have gone through your three years of healing. Obviously, part of that was a curation of these amazing practitioners that you have. But what were some other things? Because a lot of wickedly smart women might have wickedly smart ideas, but they might have a wicked bunch of gunk around making money with their gifts. So can you talk a little bit about your journey in that way and possibly even about the journey that you see maybe your practitioners have had to take in order to be able to do their amazing, great work and be well compensated for it? Yes, it's definitely, that is definitely an issue that goes on. And I had that issue growing up with something, with some things that had happened with, with my own family. And so in my law practice, that was something that I really dealt with a lot with doing different sessions around that. I even did hypnosis um, around that because I found that it helped. Now, when I started coming to Sedona, I took that to a whole new level. And I'm going to say something that's maybe going to sound strange to a lot of people, but I will tell you, um, there's two things that I have found, especially with women who want to use their gifts and want to be able to make a living doing that. And that is that a huge percentage of them have had a past life where they were killed or burned or tortured or whatever for speaking their truth. And they were branded a witch or, you know, whatever. I mean, the different scenarios are just so interesting. And so there's a cellular memory. And I had this same thing, this cellular memory where you feel like if I say something, I'm going to get burned or tortured or killed or, or whatever. And so until that's released, and that if and there are lots and lots of, of practitioners who do that specific kind of work, and it's really incredibly important. 
And what I've also found is that these same people very often have in their background in past lives, a vow of poverty. They actually were some, you know, either a member of a religious order or, or something through a family thing or whatever. So if you've got this combination of you're scared to speak your truth and you've taken a vow of poverty, I'll guarantee you until you do something to deal with that, you are going to have a real uphill struggle. And it's amazing, absolutely incredible what happens when you release that. And that might sound a little weird to a bunch of people, but I will tell you, we have had such incredible results <laughs> with people with, with that. And then it also keeps people from really finding what their life purpose is if they're afraid and if, they're, if they've told themselves that they can't make a living doing it. So when you release those blocks, it's abs it's actually kind of magical what can happen. Totally. I, I spent the last 13 years helping people around the world do the exact same thing, help them to feel great speaking and powerful asking for money is what I called it. But it's exactly what you're talking about. And it's that, you know, you were persecuted, pros prosecuted or executed in a prior life. And the, the combination of the vow. You know, those two things together will definitely harsh your mellow and mess up your monetization in a big way. So I love that. All right. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left, Deborah. So in the last two minutes or so that we have, what I'd love to hear from you is maybe a specific success story about a particular client that you had who came to you that you'd like to share. We had a woman who came to us who she, and, and actually we've had so many women like this, but, but this particular woman was just so striking. She came to us and she said, I should be happy. If you, if you look at my life, anybody looking at my life would think that I'm happy. I'm married to a guy who's, who's a good guy. I've got a great job and my kids are, my kids are fine and, and all of that. But I am not happy and I just completely don't feel fulfilled. And so as we got down under it, we discovered that she grew up in a family where her father, no matter what she did, it wasn't enough. And he was in the military. He was very, very strict. And even though as she was growing up, she did all this incredible stuff. I mean, you know, she excelled educationally. She did, you know, extracurricular stuff, all kinds. She did great in college, all of that, married a good guy, all of that. But she still had at her core this thing of no matter what I do, it's not enough. And these are the core wounds that people end up with. And it, and it shows up, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, or just I'm not enough. In her particular one, it was no matter what I do, it's not enough. And so both of her parents had, had died by that time. We did the initial phase of the retreat of clearing all that gunk out, clearing it all, the block's just gone. Then she did a breath session, a breath session where you are connect, doing connected breathing and literally going into an altered state. And her father came to her in a vision and said to her, I love you so much. I'm so proud. I'm getting chills saying this. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. You have done so much more than, than I ever dreamed. I'm so sorry that that human part of me did that to you. 
And I mean, she came out of there saying, oh my gosh, because the wounds were all cleared, but then it got filled with this love from her father that was just so amazing. And so I keep hearing from her all the time that her life just has kept on going to more and more amazing levels. I love it. Because when we don't, when we don't deal with those things that are in there, and usually we don't even know, she had no idea that's what was going on. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't deal with that, it keeps us from this happiness and joy that I believe is our birthright. Beautiful. I love it. That was a perfect client story because I can feel that there are listeners in the audience who have that same little chatty thing going on in their head. No matter what I do, it's never enough. And so if that's you, ladies, be wickedly smart and get in touch with Deborah and schedule a soul adventure for yourself in Sedona. So we are at the end. It's been a huge pleasure to have you here, Deborah. And listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.